bringing you key insights, tips, and advice from the brightest minds in the Canadian franchising industry. This is the Franchise Canada Chats Podcast. Welcome to the Franchise Canada Chats Podcast, where we take you into the world of franchising. Our interviews are with franchisors, franchisees, and industry leaders who give on the pulse expert advice and insight. I'm your co-host Trisha, and today we're flying solo as my co-host Rena is not here. This is season two, episode 17, and we have Mike Malik of Clintar Commercial Outdoor Services. Uh, Clintar is one of Canada's largest outdoor services company with over 40 years in landscaping, serving clients in landscape management, landscape enhancement, snow and ice control, and parking lot maintenance. Long in this time. episode, we discuss um, and it was probably two decades of franchise expertise, some of the challenges he's faced over the years, and his next steps as a mature business owner. Hope you enjoy the episode. All right, so what were you doing before you became a franchisee? Uh, my brother and I actually had a newspaper distribution company, and um, I'll give him the credit for having the foresight to see that in the 90s, the newspaper industry was not going to be what it once was. So we looked at diversifying <laughs> and met the folks from Clintar, and that's, uh, that's how we decided to, to get into Clintar. Oh, wow. When was this? 1994. Okay, wow. wow. 25 years ago. Wow, wow, nice. It- yeah. And you just kind of heard of Clint? How did you hear of Clint exactly? Well, it was uh, through a through a family friend, our lawyer at the time. Actually, he he hooked us up with the president of Clintar. Um, didn't really know him all that well, but uh, got to know him through through another business we were involved in, and um, and that's how. And then the opportunity to buy the uh, the London, Ontario office came up, and and we took advantage of it. Just it was we we just liked the people. Nice, and mm-hmm. so. Why did you choose franchising rather than, you know, starting your own business? Well, again, this opportunity presented itself, number one, okay? Um, number two, getting into a franchise allowed us the opportunity to, to get into an industry, a business that we didn't really know much about, knowing that the training and the, uh, you know, the systems and the processes would be there for us to utilize. We just needed to follow the system. We didn't. I, I didn't know anything about landscaping or snow or any of the services we provide at the time, but we had the confidence that there was a system in place for us to follow. Mm. And did you do any sort of like preparation, I guess, or research prior well, to diving? Well, you know what? It, it's just interesting you say. Interesting question. Um, no, we we really didn't. Okay, what I what I advise people to do today when they're looking at buying a franchise is all the things I did not do at the time. Okay, we went on gut. It worked, thank God. Um, but we, you know, we just met with the people. We liked the people, and we made. At the time, it was kind of an uninformed decision, but we made the decision to uh, to, to follow the people because we liked them. Uh, so we were really, um, we did not do a lot of preparation. Again, the things I tell people when they're thinking about getting into a franchise is meet franchise owners. You know, I, I didn't even know what a disclosure document was at the time, right? Um, uh, so, so we really did not do as much research as I would tell people to do now. But mm-hmm. again, it worked out. Um, mm-hmm. And and then we really didn't have, you know, I again, we a big chunk of what we do is landscaping, landscape maintenance, landscape construction. I didn't know anything about landscaping. Um, I didn't really have any skills that could prepare me for getting into this business. 
Uh, what I had at the time was a big gas tank and lots of energy mm-hmm. and lots of interest in learning. Uh, mm-hmm. I was a sponge, and I learned, and I, and I listened to the people I needed to listen to, and mm-hmm. I followed their lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds like a good thing to do when you don't really know which direction. <laughs> right. Again, I would not necessarily would not necessarily would I advise that today, but it's yeah. what we did. It it's what out. we did, yeah. and it worked. Yeah. Yeah, but how was that? Can you do you remember your like first day? I guess how was that? My first of all, my first no. The the first five years is a bit of a blur. Okay, um, but but I would say so. So in answer, you know, the, the what the first what the first year was like as a franchise. I, I can kind of answer that again because I've had three phases to this to this deal in the last twenty five years. Okay, the first five years was a blur. Okay, it was again learning as much as I could, but at the same time operating a business. Okay, and it was it was morning till night, year round because we do landscaping in the summertime and we do snow and ice control in the wintertime. So it's two separate. It's essentially two separate businesses within one business. And it was just a whirlwind of learning how to estimate, how to quote, how to provide, how to provide the services, um, how to hire, how to uh, everything, everything involved in running a business. It was, it was learning and it was all hands on deck, average, probably 14 hour day for the first few years anyways. And that's, that's what it was. It was, it was flying blind with the guidance of our head office to be able to steer me in the right direction if I started to go sideways. Wow. Uh, 14 hour days. So when did that uh, down to what, how many hours do you work right now? Do you well, I, I would say, I would say, um, and that's sort of a, you know, um, what's what, what I want to talk about it coming up is I, like I said, I kind of had three, I've had three phases to this, to this business. Okay. And again, the first phase was go, go, go. And it was yeah, 14 hour days every day for probably five to seven years anyways. And then in, 2000, um, we started, we, you know, we were building a business, we were developing a team and, um, I wasn't as critical. Like in the beginning, I was everything. I was answering the phones. I was getting the crews out the door in the morning. I was dealing with customer concerns, customer calls. I was dealing with sales. I was dealing with some of the admin. I was kind of everything. So it was, like I said, it was all hands on deck into the next phase of the business. When we started to build the team, I was still there and I was still, um, a critical part of the business more so than I should have been actually, but we were still growing. We've, we've grown exponentially over the last 25 years. And, um, and you know, again, my life was, it was my business for, for a long time. Um, and it was probably dialed back to 10 hour days, 10, 11, 12 hour days for, for the next probably five to 10 years. And in the last probably five years or so, it's, it's, much better from a lifestyle perspective now i can kind of come and go as i please Mm. um i still like to work i still love what i do i still love the people which is the biggest part of it Uh, both our customers and our staff so i still love being a part of it but i kind of can come and go as i want Mm. Mm -hmm. it took uh it seems like it took like a long time for you to kind of not a long time but i mean you had to find your groove and you know hire people and stuff like that Yep. to make business kind of run on its own did that was that part challenging i guess to to find the right people to because to, it's like you had a lot of control of the business and you kind of had to release that control over time i guess so you yep. can't work <laughs> was that yeah was that- ex- exactly that the, the people side is the it, it always has been 
And yeah. I think it always will be the biggest challenge. Okay. okay. Yeah. Getting and keeping good people. Because yeah. it's a tough business. It's a, the, the, the wintertime is a tough business. It's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Whenever it snows, we're working, right? So yeah. it's, it's a difficult business on, on your personal life. Um, and therefore, being able to attract and keep good people is a challenge. Yeah. How, how do you attract and keep good people? How do we? Well, first of all, we attract good people because we've got a good program in place. We've got good, uh, you know, from a, from a frontline people, we provide frontline staff. We provide uniforms. We do have a benefits program in place. We uh, we're we're very fair. We try to treat people with the respect that they deserve. There's growth opportunities within the company. Um, if you want to work in a in, in this industry, we're the leader in the industry, and people want to gravitate towards the leader. They want to they want to work for for the most successful company and the but most most growing company in in the industry. How we keep them is exactly the same. You treat them with respect. You give them opportunities to grow, and you let them and you let them let them give them the autonomy to run to run the business. Were there any other sort of challenges that you you faced besides, I guess, hiring and attracting? Well, I would say as a franchisee, some of the challenges that we've faced in our in our 25 years were the ability of our our corporate office, our head office, to grow with us in the support that they provided for us. Okay, we we had some challenges. You know, we we had some challenges wranglings over the years. Okay. Um, in that when I first started, I needed to learn how to do an estimate. I needed to learn how to cut grass. I needed to learn how to plow snow. I needed to learn the very basics, okay? And they were very good at teaching me that. And, and I, learned, I learned from the best, and, and we really had a, a great relationship in that sense. As our business grew, the type of support that I was requiring changed, Okay. We needed business development support. We needed HR support. We needed legal support. We needed um, some higher level marketing support. You know things like you know things like having a website were were challenges that we dealt with in the early days. It's a commonplace now. You open a business, you got a website, right? Um, so so we had some of some of those some of those challenges and our head office's ability to keep up with our needs and our demands. Okay. Um, we had some, it was definitely, um, uh, we had some work to do. Okay. Our customers challenge us every day to be the best and to grow and to, to keep innovating. We challenge our staff with that. And at the same time, we challenged our head office, uh, to do that as well. And, uh, and like I said, we, we definitely did have challenges. There's a new ownership group at, uh, at Clintar at our head office for the last uh, number of years now. And they've done a wonderful job of, growing with us, asking the right questions and saying, what do you need in order to get to the next level? Okay. For example, I, Mike, the owner of the company or the co-owner of the company, I don't need to go to, I don't, well, I shouldn't say I don't need, but to go to a session on recruiting people. Okay. I'm not the guy that recruits people anymore. We have to have that for our team. We have to have a more, a broader service or a broader sector of training available to our teams so that they are given the opportunity to grow and develop, right? Um, so, so the business development side of it is really where we've had to focus, um, not how to cut grass anymore. We know those things. We know how to cut grass and plus. No, we know the basics. Now, how are we going to take our business to the next level and be able to still be the leading provider of our service in our field? What are we doing next? And that's what we constantly challenge our head office. And they've done a wonderful job of listening and working with us as well on that. 
that sounds awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see how that has to evolve. So are you kind of uh, the most, I don't know how many Clintar, when Clintar actually, well, the first Clintar opened or franchise opened. I think, the- I think Clintar started franchising in the mid-80s. Mid-80s, okay. Yeah, and there were, we're not the first. Um, there's, there's two of us that are still the, that, that uh, Norm in, um, in the east end of Toronto, and uh, Jim and Kitchener and us and our group in London are the longest standing, okay? Um, okay. Norm's, Norm's been in since the 80s. Uh, Jim since '96 and us since '94, so we're definitely we're definitely the old parts in the group. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Must, it must be nice, like a, in a one sense, that you can. Do you guys kind of mentor other newer franchisees? I'm assuming during conferences. Oh, for sure, a hundred percent. If I was a new franchise right now, first thing I would do is I would call the guys that have been doing it a long time. If I've got a problem, and say, hey, how would you do deal with this? Right? Yeah. Because. We've, uh, chances are good if I have a problem, somebody's already had that problem and they've yeah. already dealt with it. And how did it turn out? And, you know, people on our team are, are talking on a pretty regular basis with some of the other franchise owners trying to help solve problems. We, we do work together a lot that way. Well, that's really good. That's, mm-hmm. yeah. that's, I mean, that's kind of the beauty of franchising is that you're not kind of alone. Like if you start your own business, it's sometimes it's, it, I, I hear from other people that it can be lonely, but franchising, at least you can say like, hey, hey, this is something I'm struggling with, and can you right, a hundred percent. And there's also like there's industry trade associations where you can talk to your competitors and other people in the industry about things, but at the same time, you're not going to share your deepest darkest secrets with your competitors. You're not going to yeah. share your challenges with your competitors. Mm-hmm. However, someone who's carrying the same banner as you, who's not in competition with you, is probably more apt to be a little more honest. Yeah. Right and and a little more forthright with how they deal with things. Yeah, and that's 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 the true that's one of the true values in our system is the people because we've got hundreds of years of experience within our system of people who've gone through the same thing that the new guys are going through now. Mm, yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has, has competition been a another challenge that you've? I mean, that's naturally, I guess, a challenge for most businesses. Is that something? Oh. For sure. It definitely it is. Um, and, and it's interesting because as the leader in our marketplace, there's a target on our back. Everybody's gunning for us, right? Yeah. So we have to constantly be saying, okay, we, we, the day we get complacent is the day we're done, okay? How are we going to continue to be better than our competitors? How are we gonna, what are we going to continue to offer to our customers that our competitors can't or don't? Um, and how are we going to continue to be a market leader? So that's something that, if there's something that keeps me awake at night, that would be it. Because you work with your brother, right? You co-own yes. with your brother. So I'm, I'm just thinking of, is that, how does how does running a business with him, what is that like? Well, actually, when we when, when we were in the newspaper business, we we, um, we sort of divested into, into this business. And a couple of years after we started, my brother and I um, actually split up. And I went on the Clintar route, and he pursued an education. He's now a professor at University of Waterloo, actually. Oh, okay. um, yeah, it, it was just um, it was the right thing to do at the right time for 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 family, for business, for everything. Um, he saw his life going in a different direction. I saw my life going in a different direction, and now we're best pals, and it's worked out. It's worked out perfectly for everybody. So so I so we were only partners in Clintar for a couple of years. Okay. And then and then I took it on, and then I merged with another company in London, 
and okay. Dave and I became partners. And uh, he's he's been he's been a godsend to me, and we've we've had a we've had a wonderful relationship since two thousand one, working together here. Mm. What's, yeah. the di- what's the dynamic like? Yeah, are you more the let me talk to people kind of guy, and he's more reserved? I don't. When we first when we first started together, um, he was the operations, and and it's and it's always sort of been that way. So he looked after the operations side of the business. I looked after sales and customer service and the admin side, okay? Um, And I would say probably one of the biggest single reasons why we're still partners and we get along great is that we respect each other's, we respect each other's um, role, okay? And he sort of, you know, although he'll provide comments and we'll chat and I'll ask him questions, I'll do the same. We respect each other's roles and, um, and, I don't cut his grass. He doesn't cut my grass. Uh-huh. We talk about it, and we work together really well. That's good. Yeah, you said the support's been pretty great. With uh, they've been able to adapt. But how to, I'm talking about home office has been able to yes. adapt um, with their support because they've gone from, you know, helping you to do something like recruit franchisees, things that you need to do in early stage of business to business development. Um, is there any other way that uh, the support's been? I guess, I mean, or if you can describe the support of the business, is there any other advantages to it or, or something like well, that? Well, 100%. Now we're getting, we're getting support on all different levels, okay? So if our operations manager has a has a an employment-related question or a health and safety-related question, he's got pers- a person he can talk to at, at head office with regards to that, okay? We all sort of have our specific roles, and there's someone we can talk to. If we want high-level Okay, where are we going in the next five years? Support. Then we, you know, we can talk to Steve or Kimberly. Then they'll they'll help provide us direction, and we'll have a real robust discussion around on those types of things. Okay, um, so they provide provide support at a number of different levels. Okay, they're coming out. They're doing health and safety audits. Okay, they're doing business audits, and we we welcome them. We come in, tell us how we can improve. Right, tell us what we can do better. So there's a number of different ways they've got a they've got a really active national accounts program where they're trying to help us grow our business on with national accounts and um, and we're putting the processes in place to do that. So, like I said, we've 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 gone through a few waves of support, but the the group that's in in there now is doing a phenomenal job for us. And so, what does a a typical day look like for you, Mike? Again, I'll kind of I'll kind of go back, and there's there's three phases to it. Okay, a typical day a typical day when I started, like I said, was you know 14 hour days every day because I was getting up and on the road at 5:30 in the morning and getting the crews going, and then coming to my desk and sort out any paperwork I need for the day, and then I would be out visiting customers and doing sales through the day, and then come back to the office at the end of the day and sort out the mess that I made through the day and get the crews home and. Um, and then I'd clean up email or do whatever. And, and then, um, that, that was a typical day in the first five years. Yeah. And the next, in the next, let's say five to 10, in the next five to 10, it was still a 10, 12 hour day. It's still a long day. And I, you know, I think, I think the misconception of buying a franchise that you don't have to work hard, that's not the case. You still have to work hard, whether it's your own business, you know, whether it's, Mike's landscaping or Clintar, you got to work hard. Okay. That so, is extremely surprising. Sorry. I was just, yeah, because, you know, you mentioned 14 hour days and we're like, oh, yeah, but that's pretty long. And I don't think a lot of, I think that's what a lot of people underestimate for sure. 100%. It's, you, you don't, yeah. you don't buy a franchise so that you don't have to work. Okay. That's not <laughs> the case. 
Um, so, so for the next stage of the business, again, it was long days, but we were starting to develop the team. And, um, and again, the wintertime can be a bear in itself, but starting to develop the team. So, so the days were long, but not as long, right? So it was more of a getting to a more normal work, work life. Um, and then I would say in the third phase of the business, which is kind of the last five years, the typical day, I don't have a typical, typical day because I can kind of come and go as I please. So I wasn't, I wasn't in the office once, uh, maybe, maybe for four hours last week. I was out working. I was still doing stuff, but I don't have, I don't, I don't have a typical day anymore. They've, okay. they float between whatever happens. And the beauty is we've got such a great team in place. I can come and go as I please and kind of do what I want. Nice. So yeah, that's great. When do you usually, like, when do you usually come? Is it like when there's like an emergency or crisis? Do they, is it you that they go to now or is there someone? Well, they, you know what, we've got the, we've got the team that deals with that stuff. I still come, like I said, I still come to work every, pretty much every day because I love the people and I love being here. Okay. I just don't have, I just don't have to. Okay. And I'm here really, both Dave and I, our role and Jim and Kitchener, our, our role is to provide leadership and guidance and help teach these people, help, help teach our team help solve problems if they need to, right? But they look after everything on a day-to-day basis. Well, my job is to sort of say, okay, where are we going now? Was that a natural thing for you to kind of, like a that position of like leadership and stuff like that? Was that natural or did you kind of have to, again, you know what? I learned, I learned very early in the business that as the owner of the business, you can dictate the mood of everybody that you work with, mm. both positively and negatively. Okay. How I walk into the office in the morning will kind of can set the tone of everybody around. If I want to walk in here and be grumbly and nasty, well, guess what? I'm going to surround myself with grumbly and nasty people. If I want to come in here and be a leader and, and really engage people and make them want to be here, make it a fun place to be, that translates to everybody else and they act the exact same way. Mm. That's good advice. I think that's pretty true too. Like the, the top always, I mean, people follow. Yep. hundred percent, hundred percent. Exactly. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Yep. So this is a interesting question. If, if you met yourself <coughs> first started the business, yep. what advice would you have for, for Mike? Well, that's an interesting one too, and um, and I've thought a bit about that. In the early days, again, it was all learning. Then it was trying to work to build the team and to grow the business. Right in probably the first, oh, I'll bet you, fifteen years of the business, I had, my thought, my mindset was, I need to be the guy to turn the lights on here in the morning, and I need to be the guy. I need to be the guy to turn the lights off at the end of the day, and. Um, I can't go away. I can't really do anything because this business needs me and it, and it's critical that I'm a part of it. Okay. Maybe it was at the time, but I don't, but, but in hindsight, a truly valuable business is a business where the, the, the owner, okay. Empowers the team to make decisions, do their job and excel and grow and learn and step out of the way. Okay. I think a valuable business is one where the owner can be there or not. Okay. And, and I think had I learned that earlier, I would have put the steps in place to, to help build the team and to help grow the business that way through other people. Okay. Then carrying so much of the weight on my own and with my partner, he did a better job of developing his two IC right from the start. 
and as a result, um, his, his life got a little more controllable quicker yeah. than mine did, okay? So like I said, I think a, a truly valuable company is one where the owner does not have to be there every day because they've got the team in place. I think also now, younger people have different ideas, different ways of doing things. The way I've always done it for the last 25 years may not be the right way. So you got to listen to people and say, how would you do things? Right? Because people are coming in with fresh new ideas, which are amazing. And you got to let them run. You got to let, you've got to let them make decisions and run with it and be accountable. And they'll surprise you with the fact that they can actually do it. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the biggest piece of advice I would say is, is learn to let go earlier. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like good advice. Is there anything that you learned when you let go? Like, and any kind of someone some sort of advice that you were like, oh, that's, that's a new way to look at it? Or I didn't think. Well, yeah. And for me, it's technology. I'm kind of not that technologically bright. Okay. And there's so many amazing things you can do with technology that are just past my learning ability. And we've got some people in place that come to me with these things. I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. But I could never create it, right? Um, so, so letting them run with that, okay? I think that's one of the, one of the most important things is, and what I, what I learned, though, is not everybody's going to do things exactly like I did. And I have to deal with that, and I have to tolerate, and I have to accept it, that they're going to do things differently. But you've got to let them do that. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what we've done. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So what's next for you and your business? Hmm. That's that's kind of that's kind of a two part question as well, actually. Yeah. Be- what's next for my business? Okay, and our our business here is um, we're in the process right now of a long term succession plan. Okay. So as I said, Dave and I are partners here in the office. Fifty uh, fifty have been since two thousand one, but we've got a, a new group, which is our controller, our operations manager, our enhancements manager, and, and our sales and customer service manager, those four people are, um, over time, going to be buying us out of the company. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, we're, we're, in, we're getting into the second phase of a, of a three-phase deal, so over the next number of years, they will take the reins, and they will, they will run the company, um, and they will grow the company. And, um, the, the, and the way we, when we first set it up, it was a great opportunity for Dave and I Okay, because we created a succession plan for ourselves. We created our our exit strategy. It's a great opportunity for our four new partners because we've created for them an opportunity to own a great business without putting a lot of their money into it. Okay, Um, so they've got a great opportunity there. And for our customers, it's a win because the people that are providing the service for them right now are going to continue providing the service long after Dave and I are gone. Okay, um, and again, we're we're not we're not there yet, but uh, but our business is going to continue to to grow and develop with the new generation. The snow business is a uh, we've said it's a young man's it's a young young person's business. Okay, um, it's 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 a challenging business. So, you know, after twenty five years chasing snowflakes, I'm just about get I'm getting just about ready to to, to hang it up. But uh, but anyway, so that's so so I would say. That's the next step for our business is the new team taking it over. Dave and I will still be around as, as, as part owners and pr- to provide the guidance and, uh, and to work with them to, to help steer the company in the right direction. 
but uh, but in a much in a much smaller and diminished role at every year as time goes on. So what's new with me, or what's next for me? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe a little bit of semi-retirement down the road. Maybe look at something different. Maybe um, just hang my hat here and work with these guys. I don't know. The nice thing is I have that choice. I can choose what I want to do over the next few years. Yeah, for sure. That sounds exciting. Mm-hmm. It sounds. It exciting. is exciting. It, it's very exciting. I'm really, like I said, it's it's been it's been a uh, it's been a fun ride. It's been a roller coaster. It's been it's been rewarding and challenging and and all all those things. But uh, but it's time for the next generation to step in and take over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you've so many different chapters. Like uh, it seems like you have like a little, a little book going on there. You know. <laughs> You know what? I wish I had. I wish I had taken the time to write memoirs because it'd be a fun book to read, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would be. Yeah, so, for sure. So this is uh, the part of our our show where we do a franchise fun. It's like surprise questions. So we're gonna. Okay. Have and okay, let's have some fun. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, if you're willing to participate, which I think you you are. For sure. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> so. Um, I'm just going to throw some statements to, to what, like, you, I'm just going to say some statements and then you can just fill it with, like, one or two words or, or sentences. Uh, okay. Here we go. Okay. The most interesting thing I've done recently is? The most, re- the most interesting thing I've done recently? Yeah. Wow. I went camping out in, uh, on Cape Breton Island. Okay, in a geodesic dome, which I didn't even know that was a word, out in the middle of nowhere in the National Park in, in Cape Breton Island with my wife and my son, and I learned once again that I'm not a camper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I tried to barbecue, I tried to grill because we didn't have the right food. I yeah. tried to grill beef jerky and s'mores, and okay. that's not a good dinner. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> in its best form, work is... In its best form, work is fun. Because, you know what, again, um, I, I look at there's there's three pieces to it, and I hope you don't mind me going a little long, okay? But you've got accountability, you've got respect, and you've got fun. Everybody needs to be accountable for their job and for what they do and to our customers. You have to treat your customers and each other with respect, and you got to have fun doing it. If you're not having fun doing it, find something else to do. A good franchisee is? A good franchisee is willing to accept and follow a system, but not afraid to challenge that system and ask difficult questions. Hmm. The most important thing in life is? My family. The hardest thing for me to do is? Let go. Uh, If I could change one thing, it would be? Nothing. I'm happy. If I can meet anyone, it would be Bruce Springsteen. Cool. I actually um, I used to work at Indigo, and I I was doing his event, but I didn't really know who he was. I was I guess the only person that didn't know who he was. <laughs> and, uh, oh no! And and he was there. Yeah, he was there. <laughs> oh my God! Oh, that's amazing! That's amazing. When I was when I was 18 years old, and I just graduated high school. Me and my three buddies were big fans even back then, 1987, 88, yeah. somewhere around there. We drove to New Jersey and went and knocked on it. We found out where he lived, went and knocked on his front door. Oh, my God. What <laughs> <happened>? <laughs> exactly. Didn't get a chance to meet him. 
And uh, his security guard probably thought we were nuts, but that was a fun thing for four 18-year-old kids to do. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Canadian franchising is? Canadian franchising is a great opportunity for people to get into a business. Uh, are you watching anything on Netflix or reading any cool books? I just finished Suits. Okay. Loved it. And... Um, uh, a show called Wentworth on Netflix and books. I love, I, I actually don't really read because it, I fall asleep, right? <laughs> um, but I, but I listen to audio books and I, and I love the uh, Lee Child's Jack Reacher series. Anytime there's a new one of those, I'm right on it. <laughs> My personal motto is treat others with the respect that you want to be treated with. And our last question is, can you redefine failure? Redefine failure. Wow. That's, a, that's an interesting question. Can I redefine failure? Not meeting the obligations of your family. Oh, that's really nice. That's really sweet. Thank you so much, Mike. Uh, no problem. <laughs> Not a, a problem. I, that, no, that was, that was good fun. I hope I, uh, I, hope I answered the questions that, uh, that you wanted. And uh, that was an interesting discussion. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Nice chatting with you. You too. All right. Take okay. Care. Take, take care now. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more, visit FranchiseCanada.online. And if you're interested in the franchise opportunity, go to lookforfranchise.ca.